Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Tony Drockton. After earning his MBA, Tony, an entrepreneur at heart, spent over a decade building successful businesses in construction, real estate, and home finance sectors before deciding to indulge his creative passions by taking the reins of Hammett in 2008. Tony's vision and leadership has seen Hammett's transformation from a best-kept hometown secret to a digital and retail phenomenon. Well, good afternoon, Tony. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's awesome to have you. Um, You know, we were just talking before the podcast, Tony, and I saw that, you know, you you're like me. We're, we're cut from the same cloth. We just love to live, live life to the fullest um, because you just never know. And, and I'm glad that I get to connect with someone with that much energy here on the show to say today. So thank you so much. I do appreciate that. Um, 17 so, cups of coffee. I'm ready to go. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the trick. Okay. I'm not a coffee person. So I, gosh, okay. Now I know the trick. Um, well, well, Tony, jumping into these questions, I want to ask you a few questions today. And you've got quite the career in finance. You're a serial entrepreneur, and now you're the chairman or considered the chief cheerleader of Hammett. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, sure, Brian. You know, growing up, uh, my father owned a little grocery store in Cleveland, Ohio. And, you know, I got to work there with him since I was 10. And it, he really taught me the value of, you know, always putting customers first. A simple thing, had a little sheet of paper next to the register. You know what they asked for. If you heard it enough times, he'd get it in. You carry the groceries out to their car. You say hello when they walk in, goodbye. You know, after a couple of successes uh, out here then in home finance and the construction business, I decided I wanted to dive deeper into my passions. And, you know, I was looking for an opportunity uh, that would align with my love of culture and art and really love of people. And so then I took the reins of Hammett. 13 years ago. And I really, for the first time, felt like I'd embraced my passion for connecting with people like never before. You know, in fashion, it definitely has its challenges. But, uh, you know, I believe with great people, you really can get through anything. And, you know, from our team to our retailing partners to our fans, they're the cornerstone of all we do. And I think you asked what, what inspires me. And I'll tell you what inspires me every day is the people who always seem to find the silver lining in life, no matter what happens. I'm there who I'd, I aspire to be one day. That's awesome. And and thank you. And I love and not to just be, you know, someone like a Tony Robbins here and, and just, you know, spew positivity. It does make a difference. I've lived many years uh, with that philosophy and, and I can tell you have too. So thank you for sharing that. I really do appreciate it. And I think it just comes from your father. A lot of it too. hundred percent. So thank you. So we all had to make these sacrifices during the lockdown, right? But what are your plans for business growth going forward? Will it be any different than during this lockdown that we had? That feels like two years has been like a hundred, by the way. You know, it definitely wasn't easy, Brian. You know, but we made a commitment early on in March of 2020 that we were going to keep our entire team all the way through the pandemic for as long as we could anyways. And, you know, everyone is really, you know, they have a great team. I'm really proud of the teamwork it took for us not only to survive, you know, but to thrive during the time. As a matter of fact, by midsummer of 2020, we were already cranking and we were hiring more people. You know, like many brands, we definitely dove deeper into the digital world. Um, We added influencer partnerships. We started heavy digital ad spend, added streaming services, embraced some other softwares that could really help our our digital relationships. But at the same time, 
we maintained our connection in the offline community. We have 800 retailing partners that carry us out there. And we made a commitment that we would make product for them as long as they would take it. And of course, we all know by the summer, the economy wasn't that bad and they needed our product. And so we were able to not only keep our original retail store that we owned in South Coast Plaza open, but we opened a second one during the pandemic and we signed a lease on a third one in La Jolla, which will open up next year. So, you know, I would say, oh, that's right. In November of 2021, we had our first big party. We throw these raging events called the Retired Style Event. Over a thousand people get to come. That was the first time we were able to do that in over two years. And our fans got together. And they celebrated. It was it was pretty magical to reconnect with every everyone, you know. And ultimately, we believe in the future of luxury, and we know that it should be inclusive, no matter how someone chooses to experience it, whether it's online in our stores or with our retailing partners. I love that. You know, again, another I guess winning story of of you um, taking a lemon and making lemonade out of it uh, through the pandemic. Um, yeah, and I I just love the inspiration here. So Tony, are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your tech stack or your business? And if not, maybe there's a cool tool or app that you found useful. Oh man, this is definitely in my element, Brian. Uh, I'm a secret uh, tech geek nerd. I mean, we launched 13 years ago on NetSuite and Oracle. We've always been in the cloud and our entire team's very inspired by tech, you know, because it allows for a smooth, delightful customer experience. You know, I like to say that your customer doesn't want to know about your technology. They just want a frictionless experience. So when the pandemic hit, we leaned even deeper into tech. For example, we brought on Domo, which is a business intelligence software, which allows us to leverage our successes quicker and avoid big losses. We also put a fintech product in place called TryNow. TryNow, think of it as that try-on room in the retail store. So customers can now get the product all the way into their home, decide which one they like, return the ones they, not, they don't, and then they get charged. We also embraced a product called Measured. Um, when you're spending a lot of money on digital advertising, it's sort of like the five salesmen in the used car lot. When the customer comes back to buy, they all raise their hand. I talked to them once. I talked to them once. I talked to them once. Well, that's what happens with digital advertising. Everybody takes credit for the, for the sale. What Measured does is they do an incremental approach to each dollar you spend and how it connects back to each dollar of revenue. So we're able to see how much YouTube versus Facebook versus Google versus our streaming ads uh, affected that one customer for their purchase and allows us to, again, lever up our spend or lever it down if it's not working. We also have direct communication to the floor of our factories through a software called WFX. We put that in place during the pandemic called the PLM, um, which is a product lifecycle management software. And it gives us that real-time connection. Again, it allows us to move way faster on sampling and sourcing and everything that we need. And I got more. We also added a company called TriPencil. This is an AI-driven video production software that I found during the pandemic. The founder used to work for Facebook for eight years, and he has the back end of Facebook plugged into an algorithm. And he also has a software that then takes your, your creative your calls to action, your bylines, spits them in, and then it comes out with new creative, new calls to actions and videos that are said to perform best based on real-time algorithms and what's happening in Instagram and Facebook. And it's been a huge success for us. 
And then on top of that, we wanted our sales associates on the selling floor at our retail stores and also our concierge desk people to have a one-on-one communication tool for customers when they had questions beyond a chat. And we found a software called Hero. And it allows to have instant video or one-on-one chat with customers at their inflection point, when they're ready to buy, or even when they have a question that needs to be answered to get them further down the funnel. And our team loves it. On top of that, we've had virtual styling sessions for a couple of years, even before the pandemic, we went deeper. And we've also gone much deeper into what's called live streaming, which is basically selling over a live stream. So there you go. Wow. I love it. And you know, a lot of times we don't get, because of this, uh, the, the brevity of this particular podcast, we don't get to dive into the tech, but Boy, you really spit out a lot of tech there, and and I so, love it. I no, I love it. I love it. Uh, I love it all during I, the pandemic too. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's awesome, and and I think it was our uh, the pandemic was our the human the human human mankind humankind people kind yeah. right. We want we, this is our time to shine. We innovated, and I think we're five years ahead of where we would have been if we didn't have a pandemic. So there is 100%. silver lining. So thank you. Um, last question, Tony, could you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career, either in leadership or entrepreneurship? Sure. Sure. Brian. Well, you know, I think number one, be sure to only surround yourself with great people and then listen to your customers. I mean, often it's one and the same. And I've always said you're truly the average of the five people that you're closest with. And I always suggest to keep trying to raise your average. So I believe your community wants you to succeed. So, you know, don't see them as transactional. Make sure it's a true relationship and listen to their feedback, act on what fits, and they're going to continue to make you even more successful. And also on referrals, treat them with kindness, roll out the red carpet, and they'll spread the word for you. I mean, we got started in our little hometown here in Manhattan Beach by selling our handbags in people's homes at wine and cheese parties. And today, those same women that purchased during those early days are our biggest collectors. And they stand in the VIP line at these large ticketed events that I referred to earlier. And they take pride in knowing that they built Hammett one relationship at a time. So we work hard to live up to their hopes for our own future and for theirs. You know, And in the same way that our customers are passionate, we ask our team members and our retailing partners to be just as passionate. Lastly, Collaborate with talented people who have a volunteer mentality. What do I mean by that? It means that they don't show up just for the money or even for the prestige, but for the love of the project and the difference it makes for others, like a great partnership. I mean, it's really game changing. Thank you for sharing. I think that's awesome. And again, everybody has some sort of story or gem to share. And, and Tony, you've just really brought some great messages home. So thank you. And Tony, last thing here is I just want to let you know, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Brian, I really appreciate it. Honored to be a guest and I hope you have an awesome rest of the week. Bye for now. Bye.